0: Thursday, April 26th, having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real life challenges. I'm Tom Lamprecht, along with Pastor Harry Reeder. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Here, I want to take you to an article by David French, who writes for the National Review. He's writing on a state bill out of California, AB 2943. This is a bill that purports to declare sexual orientation change efforts to be an unlawful business practice. Harry, in other words, if you are a counselor or a minister, or for that matter, if you're a bookseller, and if any of your Christian books on counseling were to somehow directly or indirectly encourage people to follow the biblical mandates on marriage, it could be deemed illegal in California.
1: This bill now puts in jeopardy and under the crosshairs of the power of the state of California financially and even with criminal charges to declare consumer fraud on anyone who purports to declare the need or the ability to help people deal with their sexual orientation from homosexual to heterosexual that calls them to repentance and anything that you sell or any goods that you provide. And now on the floor of the assembly, as the article references, this bill, its broad application would include ministers. Ministers receive salaries, and they are declaring, if they're preaching from God's word, for instance, 2 Corinthians 6 6 through 10, which declares that effeminate homosexuals, drunkards, murderers, etc., etc., will not enter the kingdom, and such were some of you. In other words, the offer that God not only forgives us of our sexual sins and addictions, as well as other sins against Him and all sin against Him, if we will put Our trust in Christ alone, and that not only will He forgive, He will change us, so the promiscuous no longer have to be promiscuous. No matter what you declare as your bent and your desire, you can, by the power of God, through the grace of God, bring your sexuality to bear within its proper arena of blessing from the Lord as a gift, and that's within marriage. As well as unnatural sex, which would include same sex, whether the state makes a marriage compact or not, the Bible's very clear. In fact, the Bible says, and if a man preaching from the Bible is going to say, this is God's will for you that you flee sexual immorality. That presupposes you can flee, that presupposes you can change, that presupposes you can repent by the power of God's grace, and that there is something in need of repenting. So not only would the books that say that and the counseling services that are offered with financial remuneration now declared as subject to charges of consumer fraud, but that would clearly extend itself to pastors who are supported by their congregation. That would mean the Bible. The Bible says that sexual sins are sins, and that's any sexual activity outside of the boundaries of marriage between a man and a woman. The First Amendment gives us the freedom to preach that, disciple our people. And not only should books in the free practice of religion that is faithful to the biblical orthodox historic view be allowed to be published in the state of California and any other state, and the sermons that would call people to repentance and offer them the hope of the gospel that you can change by God's grace, not only would the books provide a chargeable offense, the preachers and the counselors provide chargeable offenses against them in this law, and this was acknowledged in the debate, but they pressed on with an overwhelming vote. It was even further affirmed that the Bible itself would fall into this category of a book that would not be allowed to be put up for selling if someone wanted to press the case. If you can ban the book that's written from the Bible, why not ban the Bible which says the same thing? And if this piece of legislation is allowed to stand, then it would become grounds to bring convictions not only against counselors and Christian bookstores who carry books on sexual purity, but conferences that would be advertised to come and deal with the matters of sexual purity. Not only conferences, but actual worship services, when the preacher is preaching on texts that declare, You shall not commit adultery, that commandment calls us to the repentance of all sexual sins. Nor are we going to conform the teachings of the church to the dictates of the California state legislature with its sexual revolution, affirmation, zeal, and agenda that it is promoting with bill after bill that is coming out. Now, this one heads to the Senate, but the Senate is firmly in the hands of the Democratic Party from which this bill had originated, so I fully expected it to get affirmed in the Senate. Now, what happens in the eventual and I would think inevitable appeal to the Supreme Court, every believer's hope that there will be an upholding of the First Amendment in the Bill of Rights for the free practice of religion that addresses the sanity of the Bible's teaching concerning gender orientation, sexual orientation, sexual practice, and the sanctity of marriage. This is another evidence that the sexual revolution in general and now certain states are not looking for any matter of toleration, live and let live, and you've got a position that you're able to promote in terms of sexual purity and sexual morality as a Christian. We've got our own neo-pagan view of sexuality that we believe, needs to be affirmed. What well, is there's now being said: if you don't celebrate, teach, and affirm our position, and if you teach anything opposite of it, we are now going to bring the full weight of the state to bear upon you.
0: You know, Harry, so often when you see these kind of bills passed up till now, there's usually a carve-out for religious organizations, faith-based groups. But as one assembly member, Al Marasucci, declared, it's time for the faith community to evolve with the times.
1: That's right. We've heard it before. We heard President Obama say he had evolved in his position. We heard Mrs. Clinton say the same thing as she was running for president, that she had also evolved into the acceptance of same-sex relationships and same-sex marriage. Well, first of all, as you know, I do not believe that is evolving. I believe that is devolving. That is a movement back into the pagan practices of sexuality, that when the gospel came to our barbarian ancestors, it freed them from that and brought into a culture the foundational blessing of marriage, and then the foundational institution of the family, and then, of course, the blessing of sexuality within the boundaries of marriage, and then the identification of those things that would be unlawful sexually such as sexual relationships from adults to children, sexual relationships of same-sex, adulterous relationships outside of marriage, that brought sanity and stability to our culture. Tom, what's obvious now is the unraveling of culture with the chaos of the sexual revolution. The only voices that are going to be raised against the sexual revolution are those faithful to biblical orthodoxy on the matters of marriage and sexuality. We put them literally under the gun of financial ruin or the gun of criminal charges if you promote, produce any services or any books in transaction that involves any sale and any contract that calls for the necessity and offers the possibility of sexual orientation, repentance, and change and transformation. This means the Bible itself, and this means pastors in particular. Tom, there's going to be no place to hide we're about to find out, are we willing to go anywhere and for any cost? stand for the gospel of Jesus Christ, that we will not be silent, we will publish our books, we will have our conferences, we will preach the text of the Bible, and then we will be ready to face the consequences in this nation, even though this nation has a bill of rights that is supposed to affirm the free exercise of religion.
0: On tomorrow's edition of Today in Perspective, I want to take you to the Mike Pompeo hearing. As we record this, Mike Pompeo was just approved out of the Foreign Relations Committee. That will be sent to the full Senate. But his hearing was quite
1: partisan, some would say vile. Within the space of about a year, we have seen the violation by a senatorial inquisitor. What was that violation of the law? What does it portend for the future, at least from a Christian world and life view?
0: We'll deal with that on Friday's edition of Today in Perspective. As a close out, let me remind you to download the Briarwood app. It's yours free of charge. Simply go to your favorite app store, type in Briarwood PCA. You'll have access to audio, video, and written resources that will challenge your walk in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, thanks for being with us today. Stop by again tomorrow, Friday, as we continue our conversation and as we apply a biblical worldview to put the issues of today in perspective.